Because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I love breaking embargoes early <laughs> when they're like, not my embargoes. The, you know, I'm yeah, all oh, about the leak culture. The, I'm, I'm super oh. into the rumors and... You know, that's, so that's, what that's, is that's this? What I only one for. leaks kind yeah. of thing? Uh, kind of an only an one, one leaks. <laughs> so Sorry, in, in, we have to go in my excitement, because you know, I'm I'm doing this on on a G9, and I picked mm-hmm. up a great deal on another Panasonic G9, and I'm 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 for the immediate term. As much as I love Sony mirrorless cameras, those would be my aspirational. I need those cameras. Cameras. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm be, struggling trying to figure out how I'm going to forward the camera because it's. I'm going I'm to be slumming it with Micro Four Thirds for a while. In fact, I, I might even pick up. There's um, there's an Olympus 20 millimeter f 1.4. That's just absolutely stunning glass, mm-hmm. and it would be kind of the perfect you know medium shot for this office. Where it would I'm going to tweet better, about the show. By the way, sorry for better frame that. me with the bookcase. I completely forgot to, to tweet the show. Hey, Greg, <laughs> uh, hey, you're Greg, you're Greg. the only one right now. I was um, going to say. People didn't get it. So, uh, in in my excitement over catching some news on the new GH6, I, I caught this channel. I mean, I think this guy's got like nine thousand subscribers. I mean, it's a really really small uh, Japanese photography channel, mm-hmm. and he does like this whole crazy breakdown on the GH6. And I, I mean, like, I'm just the, yes. He, he's he's spelling out like every single detail and menu in the entire camera, and I so share I saw it. the same video. I put it out in England, all yeah. over the place, and I, so and so like everyone's like, oh hey Juan, by the way, this video set to private, and I'm like oh, I I I seem to have shared a video that was probably breaking Panasonic's embargo. I, I think <laughs> how you embarrassing bro- you broke the broken embargo. Uh, you know, hold on. Let me, I probably let me just... called enough attention to this poor guy's channel that he got tagged by Panasonic. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe don't yeah. do that. But hey, scoop! Uh, you got you. You can't just drop a comment like that and and let it go. So scoop is saying he just got rid of what? most of his Sony gear, and that now he is on the Fuji scoop. Uh, are, are, are you are you still getting rid of some of your Sony stuff? I'd like I'd like to check out the the collection. I wouldn't I mean, mind, pick- especially for for TK. You, I'm, I'm trying to keep it the Sony life, man. <laughs> you, you you can't just dump that in and not like you know give them a heads up. <laughs> we 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 need more information, is what we're saying, Scoop. So if you could fill us in, um, I'm I'm I, like I said, I'm I'm probably going to be kicking it with my Panasonic gear for a while longer yet, and and if I, I do. Mm-hmm. Because it's not an expensive lens, but it's not a cheap lens, mm-hmm. and and it's like that right in there. I, I mean, I lived my life out of fifty millimeter fast primes on Prime, my yeah, Canon no, cameras, it, yeah, yeah, and and to get a, a forty millimeter equivalent f one point four for micro four thirds would be right in my sweet spot. It would be real nice. Oh, don't get me wrong, and and. To be honest, I'm very excited to what the GH6 is is going to what what it looks like it's going to be with all of the configurations. And it looks like a video that. monster with oh, some absolutely. good photo, um, uh, with we, some good photography support. Which is absolutely what the A7S III is is. It's a great video camera with capabilities of shooting a stills, yeah. uh, where the A7 IV is supposed to be more of an all well rounder between both video and photo, as opposed to going to like an FX on a Sony. So for me, I. I see it as a very promising setup. The only problem is as much as excitement as I have for it, I have no more hardware for for you know for for any kind of micro four thirds. All of my lenses now are primes, not primes, uh, full frame. I have a mm-hmm. couple of primes, but so for me, 
I'm, I'm in the limbo, right? I saw somebody selling an A7S III. I was debating either go for an A7IV now or an A7S III. There'll be a dual of the A7S III's and I can take one with me and keep the other one here. Or, you know, just bite the bullet and go for the A7 IV, which I really enjoyed um, at CES. It was actually a very nice um, mm-hmm. camera setup, easy interface, obviously very familiar. Uh, the one thing I, I wasn't very comfortable with the GH6, and that kind of always takes me back, they like to use two separate types of memory for their cameras. And yeah. you can't have two SIM, uh, two, not SIM, two SD, two SD cards. cards. You have to do, uh, you know, a uh, compact flash and an SD. Now, they do support class three, which is nice. So anyways, I, I think I watched the exact same Japanese video, uh, but it was uh, with a gentleman that was translating everything for us. So there was a, if you, if you Google it, the, the video I, I was, the, the, the uh, Google auto translation from Japanese to English was adorable. <laughs> I, we should do, like, we should do like a, a commentary on videos of ours that let Google Translate figure out what we're trying to say. Like translate it into Japanese and then translate it back translate into back English. And, and yeah, like, uh, Mythical Morning used cute. to do that. Did you ever watch that on uh, the Good Mythical Morning show? <laughs> they, <laughs> they, would, they would do the auto-translate and then translate it back and then see if, if Google got it right. And it was not even close. Yeah, it's good times. Here, I'm just retweeting our tweet. Just oh, no, no, say, absolutely. Hey. So with that being said, I do want to say welcome back uh, to the best of our week. It is February 17th. I need to always look because I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, 17th, uh, 2022, uh, a couple of days away from 2-22-22. The Ooh, big, on a Tuesday. Big, on a Tuesday. What? That's how we do it. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's going to be one of those days. Um, thank you very much again. Uh, you know, Bionic Scoop is in the chat. Barry Johnson's in there. Greg is hanging out with us as well. Um, I see Ron, uh, Ron, Gu- Ron Guido. Oh, Ron Guido. Sorry. I, I thought it was an L for some reason. Um, and of course, uh, everybody else that's going to be listening to us on the audio podcast, um, ho- you know, hope you guys are doing well. Um, and this week has been a slightly different week. We're in a little bit of a lull kind of things, uh, like the GH6 was the out of the blue kind of thing. I think there's an mm. event, right? Isn't there like an event in four days, the official yeah. launch? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's coming up. Now, now we know everything. It's like a Samsung but... event, right? You know everything before everything is launched. And yeah, the, the difference is, is I, I still genuinely feel like Samsung does that on purpose. And I I'm, don't believe I, Panasonic I, I wanted, I, was about that kind no, of thing. No, 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 no. Panasonic is is relentless about these type of leak. I mean, we'll hear certain rumors and people's opinions, but this was a walkthrough. Well, like my level, my level of walkthroughs where the guy goes through every oh, yeah. feature, every menu, every section, down to the 4K60 with the, with the log, with the, how much bit rate we're talking about. Like, I mean, yep. okay. Short of showing me like, a sample, I think that was best, the only thing. like autofocus settings and the difference mm-hmm. on like the the different like phase. I mean, uh, eye level de- detection versus pet detection. I mean, again, I, it was I, like I see. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm doing I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm into this. Let's let's just kind of ruin the whole thing. Unfortunately for the Panasonic folks, this is such an anticipated camera in the Micro Four Thirds community because mm-hmm. we keep having those. You know, is this the end of Micro Four Thirds? And you know, Olympus showing off some really solid gear for I again I think Olympus's OM1 series is focusing a little bit more on stills and there are good video features. I think Panasonic is finding their footing with very good video support with some good stills. And, I think and that's, that's what why I've been gravitating towards more more, more the yeah, more creators 
because I think they're trying to feed into the creator section, right? The the S series last mm-hmm. time was more trying to fix the autofocusing on the GH5, which a lot of people were concerned. And I don't get me wrong, I lived with the GH5 for over a year and a half, almost yeah. two years, with the whole auto autofocusing and the the consistent pulsating seeking issue. Uh, it did get better, but I think the right. S GH5 S fixed that. Um, and now the GH6, I think, would be definitely. I mean, what's thing. funny is like eye detection on the G9, I think, beat the GH5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, it, I was going to say. It's G9 funny, was... like they're, they're, the way that their updates have been like staggered. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's what, whatever this like second GH5 Mark II or something that they've got, I think, is just further improved on the GH5. But the mm-hmm. GH6 looks like it's going to be taking this to a, a much, uh, a much better place. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not gonna get a gh6 because i'm happy with my g9 but after you would, i'm sure you, know, you wouldn't mind you, you wouldn't mind having one as a loner just to play around with I mean, a little bit maybe yeah uh, that'd, you, that'd be you won't say no but but it was so actually Panasonic having some listening. conversations on on the discord um mm-hmm. today talking about youtubers acting like 24 frames per second versus 30 frames per second with some kind of meaningful difference and i i mean i genuinely prefer shooting everything at 60 i, I, I that's really what wanna... i answered that I, that that tweet i saw the same i i answered I, that with 4k 60 for the win man i'm sorry no 30 i, I, like I really want to switch now i mean like if, if that's how youtube reviewers are going to act well i need to go to 4k 120 i need to show them the right way <laughs> to do this if I'm going to run editorial and talk about 120 frame per second displays, then I need 4K to do 4K 120. Say what? 4K 120. That's exactly right. 4K 120, right. save it, baby. <laughs> I, I, shoot, shoot for 1K, 4K 120 and, and make sure your entire video is in No, slow. I mean, TK, it, it's so important that we have 120 hertz on our phone screens. Let me show you that in 24 frame per second video. Can't you see how smooth and how crisp I think, everything the, is when, well, I, no, no. when I shoot at one quarter the speed of what the screen can actually refresh. That's what's so important about having fluid UI TK. You understand. You cannot appreciate 144 hertz unless I mean, you shoot it at 24. I mean, it's cinema, right? The human eye it, can't even see well, more than 24 No, no, no. I, I think the reality <laughs> is the the type of content that the, the creators that use something at, at that slow frame rate is really more of a, you know, pretty pictures and so on. And it's trying to make more of a commercial style. Um, it's a different style of production. I don't necessarily, you know, at the end of the day, what I look at it, I said, look, I prefer to have the performance and the, the data there for me. And if I want to shoot mm-hmm. in, a, in 4K60 and produce 4K30, that's my choice. And I feel like it, that's where I get the crispy uh, quality images, especially when you're talking high refresh rate. Everything on the market right now is 90 to 120 to 144 to 165 on the Red yeah. Magic last year. So the reality is, unless you're having hardware that can actually catch up somewhat, so that you can show how crispy the the, the, the transitions and and uh, the motion of the UI elements, uh, again, four K sixty for the win. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> well, I, okay, but again, I need I need to to point this out. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the reason why I switched over to sixty frames per second back in the ten eighty p days, mm-hmm. it was a specific choice for editorial. Oh, I wasn't it is, shooting absolutely. a commercial for each phone. I wasn't trying to shoot advertising or cinematic marketing materials for each phone. Mm-hmm. It was still, I mean, like, that was back in those days. I mean, like, I think I made the switch to 1080p 60. I mean, we were still talking about, like, the lag in TouchWiz. 
And and I felt to me it's like it, it is insufficient to say. Oh, oh are we, are we talking note four times at this point? Sometimes the phone kind of lags a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, that that to me is such a, a hack way of trying to throw some fud into a phone conversation. So if there was something noticeable that I could catch on camera, that to me was good evidence to say, hey, this is somewhere where I think there really is an issue with the performance of this phone to a point where not only can I see it, but I can demonstrate it so that we can see it on camera. And as we've gone mm-hmm. and as we've improved in camera technology, I, I kind of held out for faster frame rate over the highest possible resolution until now I can shoot 4K60. And to me, that is now the the best possible presentation for editorial if you want to shoot cinematic we have this understanding of a lower frame rate with better motion blur resulting in a more pleasant image for entertainment that is not what i'm trying to accomplish i am trying to accomplish commentary and sometimes i mean like if i need to you know my cameras will crank 180 frames per second for slow motion shots so that then i can drop it to a three to one and it's still 60 frames per second just one third slow motion yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like that, that to me is, is more valuable as a perspective of commentary than just always trying to show you the prettiest image that I can make because they're oh, all I, just slabs of that, rectangles. The, the hardware is pretty enough. I mean, speaking of pretty, let's, I, not that I want to segue this conversation. Let's look at this oh, beauty right there. Look at, uh, that, that come on, pretty. come on, Sony. Yes, that is, <laughs> this is crazy. So don't get me wrong. This is crazy. The day I got this phone, I was like, there's that no way this thing, like, you know, the whole reflective thing. Remember the OnePlus, I think it was like the OnePlus 8 with that with that Aurora reflective, massively reflect. You could never get a picture of that phone. <laughs> this phone entirely becomes red in the sun. Like if you go outside Ooh. and put it in there, the whole back becomes a, a red sun, like a sunset BBK red. really loves playing with those like. Oh, I love those. Because I still the, have my OnePlus 8. I mean, I still have that hypercolor so OnePlus 8. I, I gave so. the, okay, so I gave the 8 to my mom because she needs it. So she's been using the OnePlus 8. Totally loves it. And, um, but like, seriously, this is, it, it's such a, and in the case they gave me with it was also clear. So you never lost that color. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Hardware is pretty enough as it is. And it's really about capturing, capturing capabilities. So not to kind of belay to make that entire story too long. Uh, speaking of <laughs> hardware, I do want to talk about that one comment that we saw, because that came out of blue, out of nowhere for me, uh, the Sony earbuds, open ear yeah. earbuds. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Earbuds that are open ear? So I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll say this. I'll throw that over to you. What do you think? Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Before I suck all the air out of the room, because I'm the audio <laughs> nerd, I actually, I'd, I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on this first before okay. I, I kind of go off on. So on I'm, I'm, on, I'm a little bit. Okay. I'll, I'll preface this by saying the only experience I've ever had with open ear was when I had a chance to borrow your ear, uh, your headphones, your over your over the ear, open ear, uh, open back, not open ear. Um, and the the experience that I had with that was actually very pleasant for me. But I also was enjoying them on much bigger drivers. The 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 quality mm-hmm. of the audio, the performance wasn't Bluetooth. It wasn't wireless. It was basically wired directly into my PC using a uh, you know the, I think it was it the Helm that I was using at the time. Oh no no I think I used it with a THX because you were borrowing the Helm at the time. Either way, same technology. THX you know it was essentially what it is. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I would, it took me about a day or so to get used to it because of the experience was very different. Like again, closed backs. It's been what I use, and I still use to this day. Right. Um, I like the. 
I, I think I'm interested to check them out to see what they can do. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily like I. For me, I feel like this is something more to use indoors. They're not all rounders in the sense where you can go outside because you need to have certain environmental quietness for them to work the way they're supposed to. It's sure. similar to the open back, right? So studio at home, you want to be aware if the kids are doing things, the family's doing whatever. Those are the type of things you want to take a call, but you don't necessarily want to ignore the rest of the uh, room. I feel like that also helps a lot. So for that solution, I feel like th- those would definitely perform better. Um, do I feel like they would be my favorite solution from Sony as far as in-ear or audio solutions? I probably will revert back to some of their XM4s a little bit more because that's what I'm what I enjoyed the most. Um, not that I don't like in-ear uh, or open back. I just feel like the, tra- the the transparency mode when you're listening to them without having ANC does a decent enough job for me to keep me mm-hmm. give me that same functionality. So okay. uh, mixed mixed emotions, uh, but I. Again, so, very... so I mean, uh, along with that, because you're talking uh, again, I, I I feel I feel the most important conversation in any audio gear is to talk about the expected usage. Yeah. So you know, often when we're talking about closed backs, there's some natural idea of a closed back helping you reduce noise in your environment. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't always have uh, the best soundproofing, the best treatments, the best isolation. So you're, you're, you're leaning on the headphones to help supply some of that. So in, in your experiences, um, you've played with some great, I mean, you've played with some great audiophile grade right now. You're wearing a pair of classic bearer dynamics, like Mm -hmm. a a style of headphone that has not changed in decades because it's, it's just so well understood. So how do you feel about something like pixel buds? So with the Pixel Bud, are we talking about the last uh, first gen I mean, or, like, or, or so, A-series so the last or the ones when they were wired? The last two generations okay. yeah, yeah. have been true wireless, but they've been mm-hmm. vented. So they are inner oral. They're not like the original Pixel Buds, which just had that weird kind so of that's, that, Yeah, that's why I was kind of lump. like prefacing which version of the Pixel but, Buds but, are we talking you know, about. Pixel Buds and Pixel Buds A-series are mm-hmm. um, they're inner oral. They go in the ear canal, but they're also mm-hmm. vented. So how does how does that kind of line up with some of your usage, considering some of the other applications that you found yourself using closed back? So when the, the thing about it, so we want to preface a little bit of a different experience um, in earbuds or earbuds as opposed to over ears or on ears. The audio is different. There's there's a, there's a difference. Um, the driver performance, the size of the drivers, and what you're able to drive out of them is a different mm-hmm. experience. You're also we're talking Bluetooth overwired. For the buds, for the buds A and the uh, Pixel buds, both actually performed quite well for me. I was able to, I enjoyed the uh, the the audio performance. I never had sure. to boost the audio to the level very high. Well, to the A series, the A series does that really good compression trick. I mean, yeah. it 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 works way better than you think it would for sure. Yeah, and you wouldn't imagine it being that you know the second generation being trying to be more budget friendly, outperforming the first. Um, I think the the so to answer your question, I actually enjoy the A series. The, the Pixel Buds mm-hmm. A um, for me were a little bit more enjoyable, mostly because of that connectivity concerns. We did have some issues with Bluetooth connectivity on the first gen. The second one mm-hmm. fixed that problem. I, I like the audio performance. I like the dry, uh, the the connection. Sure, and but, overall, but but sorry, to, to sound to quality hone, to, to yeah. kind of hone this in because of, of what Sony's doing here. Mm-hmm. One of the changes that I don't think a lot of consumers have had experience with is the notion of of like an inner aural open kind of sound. And here, I mean, like 
Sony it's is not really obviously... In, it's not really in ear, right? It's in... Right. It's, it's kind of like in the ear canal. It's sitting. The, it's in. The, it's almost yeah. like a bean. It's not quite like an interaural. Yeah, yeah. It sits right around, shooting the audio in, and then there's a really interesting trick with the whole tapping on the yeah. skin. And I was like, "Ooh, okay, I see so, how it so is." So we we have examples of of. I mean, like what I what I'd say that's kind of like the the Pixel Buds and the Pixel Buds A series are mm-hmm. vented. Yeah. Um, we, we have examples of monitors and, and, and earbuds, even cabled earbuds that oh, have am, a casing yeah. that's, that's, that allows for more sound to come in depending on the kind of reference or the kind of monitoring that you want to do. And then mm-hmm. we've got earbuds that are known for being like hyper isolating. And we can go into some fairly exotic kinds of solutions. Like um, mm-hmm. there's the iSign. Mm-hmm. Um, iSign has like, it's like a planar magnetic earbud that looks mm-hmm. like a, a big old Honeycrisp um, like honey, honeycomb is is kind of sitting in front of your in front of your ear cavity, and so we've played with things like open speaker systems. We've played with things like AirPods and EarPods mm-hmm. that just sort of lazily plop in front of the ear canal. Uh, and I think yeah. what Sony's trying to do is find something that's a little bit more Samsung Bean, not so hyper isolating, mm-hmm. um, and and allows for a more open audio listening experience because. Whenever we go closed back, we're we're kind of messing with we're kind of messing with the functionality of the ear to detect sound in space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be really satisfying, and sometimes that can be very uh, um, unsettling. There are some people who are really um, negatively affected by closing off the ear or being too isolating with something like active noise cancellation. It's yeah. why you know, like I, I don't hit like um, the Mobvoi earbuds. I oh, don't okay. hit them too hard because I do believe there are some people who want a lower level ANC that doesn't give you that stuffy ear feeling from being too hyper isolating. You just mm-hmm. got to know that about yourself. If you're into, for me, like my go-to neckband are still my one mores because it sounds like I, I put my head in a pillow vice. Like <laughs> Speaking of it, one mores. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> my like first I still, one mores. But I, but I still have these guys, you know, like yeah, yeah. the the old the old neckband. I, mm-hmm. I still don't think this is this is the pair of headphones I almost got ran over in, and I did not hear the car, but I almost hit their side mirror. Like the the, the ANC is that brutal. So so the flip side of that is is finding other opportunities to craft an audio experience, and True Wireless is just in the baby steps phases mm-hmm. of multiple drivers, different kinds of tuning, so that you have choice, and mm-hmm. it's not just everyone trying to rip off the AirPods. I mean, wh- one of the headphones I'm going to be talking about, um, I finally got to play with those budget sound peats and they're, they're, they're solid. The video goes out on that tomorrow and they're like 50 bucks. And you're like, there's really no point in spending AirPods money on something unless you have a hyper specific tech need that isn't mm-hmm. addressed at, at like 50 or $60. So, oh, so I think what Sony is doing is interesting because we need that variety in true wireless if we're ever really going to start taking it as seriously as cabled audio. Like, I still have a stupid collection of in-ear monitors, of chi-fi, of, of just bullets and sport earbuds, because genuinely, I can go granular. Like, my Ecos are my favorite headphones to listen to Dolly Parton on. And when I'm done listening to Dolly Parton, I can put these away and pick up my KZs for when I just want some crazy rumble, drum and bass kind of stuff. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I, so, Soundcore does a decent job with that too, but yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. KZ's for sure. I mean, even my older Soundcore, like, man, those things are just like rumble junkies. Like I know. Well, especially because they, they get better. Soundcore 2's got LDAC right before the Soundcore 3 came out. I was like, what? Yo. That is that is crazy, man. That it's is crazy. crazy. No. I mean, I'm I'm on the Vivos right now. I mean, Vivo came out with a respectable pair of True Wireless, the new One Bud, uh, One Plus Buds, respectable True Those Wireless. Those are very nice. Yeah. But what we need is is that greater breadth of all of the different types of solutions for all the different types of ears. And I think what Sony is doing is interesting. Obviously, they're trying to do something a little eye catching, so they don't look. Like every other earbud. Oh, absolutely. They're, yeah, yeah. They, trying they, to brand from a design a standpoint, they they look super unique. And uh, when you see somebody with the ear kind of, and they're like, "Wait, there's a mm-hmm. hole in your earbuds?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> that's how they're supposed to be." But but that's that's kind of it. Is like they're supposed to be conversation pieces. They're supposed to draw a little attention. And then they genuinely are trying to do. Um, they are trying to craft a different kind of more open listening experience. And and from when you listened on the on my open back. Planar mm-hmm. Magnetics, my Planar Odyssey, magnetics. they they craft space and they craft sound around you in a significantly different way than closed back. And it's not that one's better than the other. It's just that you have a different well, utility. I, I actually, I say, no, no. I actually think there is, there are, the open backs are better in a, in a certain aspect because they are, you're, like you said, closed back, they're trying to force our ears to do something it's not naturally designed to do. Our ears are intended to actually detect mm-hmm. sound from where it's coming from different directions. And position us in space. In space. So, yeah. And I think open backs allow us to still have that functionality and still enjoy audio. And the better quality with the planar magnetics that I enjoyed there is that the audio was so crisp and so clear that I didn't need to boost the sound. I didn't need to overly a- amplify the audio. As long as you're in it, again, this is where the environment becomes part of the experience. Open back or open earbuds or open back uh, need to be in studio, need to be in more of a quiet environment because everybody around you can hear what you're listening to. <laughs> and um, I th- so to, to that, Sony, I think, has a definitely a very... Um, a very specific, mar- uh, you know, uh, design and, and function for these buds. I think they work, uh, and obviously they do a good job. They're not necessarily intended outdoors. I will say as much as I don't think they're meant for my type of usage. I don't. I would not appreciate because for me, buds. I don't use them to edit. I don't use them to do work. For me, mm-hmm. earbuds are are connected to a smartphone, connected to a tablet, uh, maybe a portable PC when I'm out and about. But at the end of the day, they're there for content consumption, maybe video call every once in a while. Right. But it, it's always going to be studio. It's never going to be where we're in the middle of something and I want to block the environmental noise to get that personal experience. So good, and, good and choice. Even, but, that, even yeah. that can be to varying degrees. Like I just held up my Ecos. The Ecos mm-hmm. actually have a, a pretty decent, I mean, once you get the, the foam to kind of lodge in yep, just the right angle. Squish it and, I think yeah, they're and pretty it. solid. Um, you know, I, I come at this from a background of field mixing and field recording, and I'm also a pretty sweaty dude. And as much as I love DJ style headphones, like the old Sony HD 25s, those mm-hmm. are the ones that had like the See, split I, plastic band. I enjoy my Ecos as well. I take them out yeah, with me all the, the time. The Ecos are solid. Um, so those were, had like on ear ear cups that you would pull the band and they would just vice clamp your ears into the side of your head and they were great and and I did a number of short films um, mm-hmm. I, I worked in Hollywood out of those things but it was kind of a revelation when I went back to reference 
hyper-isolating in-ear monitors for that kind of work. And I didn't have to clamp the side of my head. I didn't have to sweat into ear cups. Like, I could never take my 770s out oh. into the field. No, it, no, no. it just, I'd be dripping. I'd be pouring buckets. And, and, and again, that kind of a material choice is just, it's so personal to that experience. So even when I'm listening to, like, kind of something boutique and exotic, like the periodic audios, oh, those okay. are hyper-isolating earbuds. They shut down the world around you. And as much as we get real lit up about, you know, oh, this is like 35 decibels of attenuation and active noise cancellation, not, just shoving a wad of foam into your ear will often beat <laughs> all that fancy microphone modeling and stuff. But DIY ANC for the level, for, for, for the win. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, it's, I mean, as, as direct a, it's as direct a solution as you can find, but... Because we're closing off the ear, you are fundamentally changing the experience of what it is that you're trying to listen to. Mm-hmm. The articulation of instruments changes. The tuning has to compensate. Oh, absolutely. You'll see, yeah, you'll see in other people, like when they have those really fancy mic modeling rigs that are shaped like the human skull, like mm-hmm. that's $10,000 worth of, of dummy head and microphones to test earbuds. But you're always going to see these strange like resonance peaks because of how you're inserting sound creating items into a sound recording enclosure and your skull does something similar but everybody's skull is different so you can't oh, everybody's ear ears are different yeah the ear the the way the sound resonates but, to it and goes in but if, is even but if you treat if you treat the headphone a little bit more like speakers where the the, the sound is supposed to disseminate in air around you in an open back kind of headphone that's one of the reasons why we point to open back as being the, the more premium and lush content consumption kind of solution because it, it helps sort of sort of, sort of fog that audio out in more directions in more space and captures a more nuanced sound stage in that stereo spectrum. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping what Sony is trying to accomplish is something a little less like uh, like aftershocks or okay. like all of these sound playing sunglasses. Um, and I hope what they're trying to accomplish is something a little bit more like the iSign, like an open back um, mm-hmm. headphone, yeah. so that the audio or the music listening experience is broader. And that hopefully, I mean, again, it, it, it's sort of buyer beware, because I think a lot of people think expensive earbuds, I can wear them on an airplane. Um as, as long as there's some sort of understanding of what these things are trying to accomplish, if that's what they're trying to accomplish, that yeah. the the person who might be in the market for something like that isn't trying to force them into. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still interested in trying trying the Sony solution to see how that works. Again, first of its kind, I think, if I'm not mistaken, for an open. I mean, obviously, we have bone conduction, and there's other technologies that allow mm-hmm. you to have your ear open. I'm talking about just more of. Um, Something that sits or resides in in the ear in a way, not in the ear canal. Sorry, I just hit the DT seventy seventy. So I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind trying them out. Um, obviously, there's no ear tips to worry about here since it is what it is, um, and I'm not sure how the fit would work. With depending if you have you know certain specific shapes uh, ear, but again, I, I feel like it's a good. It's it's good to have options. It's good to have you know um, different experiences and, and to be able to select what you need for what you like. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the Sonys, I, I mean, like I said, they look interesting and I would love to try them out. But from what I've seen, at least at this point, if I had to kind of pick between them and let's say uh, just like a standard XM4s, I'll probably just go straight up to the XM4, even though it's a little bit more. Um, you know, but it's something it's, that I'm used to and I'm comfortable in that. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sony. I've got my XM4 cans. Um, but yeah, so I, those are also really good. Uh, I, I like those. At, they're very good noise canceling travel. And and yeah. again, I mean, like I got them on a sale where they were less than half the price of like AirPods Max. Oh, um, yeah, you should always keep an eye out for Sony uh, Sony sales. When they do sell, uh, they'll do really good. good deals. They're yeah. great. Um, so w- when I'm looking at Link Buds, and we're talking at around the 180, I know the XM4s were kind of ballparking. Um, more towards the premium end of, of two two fifty, yeah, depending where you can get them. It, it's one of the dangers. Like I truly something? do believe yeah. the mission of a Sony is is to bring premium manufacturing and engineering and talent and uh, higher quality materials into a conversation about consumer electronics. But right now, they've got competition nipping at their heels in terms of like consumer experience. Mm-hmm. scientifically you might be able to verify a sony earbud is going to do this with the frequency response and the distortion and it might be getting to a tier that human ears are going to have a difficult time discerning differences and so that that's that is one of the concerns when we're talking about xm4s when we're talking about these link buds the 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 novelty of all of this tech is is eroding quickly I think we're in for a shorter window of time where true wireless seems impressive because mm-hmm. right now I'm listening to this on Vivo Buds. My my review that's going out tomorrow, those are $50 earbuds with ANC. Um, the overall we're both putting out earbud uh, videos tomorrow, surprisingly. So good. You not gotta, planned. You got to choose yours. I was going to say not planned at all, but yeah. And, no, uh, and at the same time, I mean, I was just talking about this with Paul on the Discord mm-hmm. too, like... I'm seeing a lot of people going back to cables. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't live too far from the high school, and I'll go out on my little daily walk and like listen to some podcasts and stuff. And I'm seeing kids with cables connected to their phones with stuff plugged into their ears. So, so this notion that like true wireless is this great value add for a company. It's an easy way to jack up some accessory costs and 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 pad your profit margins. I think it has a limited saturation point and there are some people like dank pods just came out with the video saying like i like he's done with bluetooth you know obviously he won't be because he's still going to review a bunch of products and talk about a whole bunch of different gadgets and stuff but like you know for his own personal uses he's gone back to these like 30 dollar chi-fi that plug into this and he wants a headphone jack back on all of his mac products and you know like yeah I mean, when you get tired of charging batteries and seeing products die before their time, I can totally vibe with sometimes you just need to plug in a cable. I, it, sometimes it you just need something that is uh, that not only reliable, but you know that it works. And there's no um, funny thing you said that the battery died. I typically don't have that problem. But as I was testing the one more, these are the color buds, too. I think you, you already mm-hmm. took a look at these guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Color ago. buds, too, are pretty solid. Very, very. Um, but I actually killed the battery on them, not realizing yeah. that I didn't charge them in time for the last four days. So um, I, I was it last night and I was, I was like trying to put I put both of them in and the, la- the right ear had about 20 percent, but the left ear didn't. So I was like, oh, crap, I got to charge this up. So I, I couldn't listen yeah. to, the, uh, to the track to put them back in the case and so on. But um, I, I have to. Th- th- OK, so where we are right now in 2022, 
audio wireless solution has been the features are are trickling down to the to the affordable budget area a mm-hmm. $50 $60 pair of buds are featuring technologies that a year or maybe two years ago were reserved to the two to $300 earbuds so this is where I think I, it feeds into the whole we're not going to be very as impressed down the road because all mm-hmm. of the features are there and we're getting ANC we're getting pass through uh, we're getting customizable shortcut app control and it was I was actually surprised one more have an app yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can control it's a whole bunch. Pretty good. It's a solid offering. So, um, not to make this obviously an entire show on buds, I, I think we're both very interested. I I, I do appreciate okay. your view on on the Sony's. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the 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 sound peats that I have are known for being like super super teeny, and now I've, I think I've lost them on my desk. I can't. I uh, so these the the one mores are tiny, like super. So. Uh, I, found, I found them. They're, these are the Soundpeats Mini Pro. The uh-huh. case is just a touch bigger than the Color Buds, but um, the Color Buds and the Mini Pro are two of my best options for utilizing a smaller arm mm-hmm. that fits the rubber tip that goes into your ear. So the first generation Color Buds had the absolute smallest arm. I think I've oh. reviewed on any consumer buds. Even smaller than than the even the smaller two, than the two. So the the color buds one used uh, um, they didn't use a dynamic driver. They used uh, um, a little balanced arm, mm-hmm. uh, balanced armature, tiny little driver, and I think that actually helped them keep the casing even just a touch. At, I mean, we're talking like fractions of a fractions of a millimeter of plastic difference. But what's kind of impressive is on these soundpeats, they went oval ear tip. And obviously at their tallest, I'm, like I'm, I'm showing this like you'll be able to see this on camera right now. Um, at their tallest, they're a little bit wider, but at their width, they're actually narrower than the arm that goes on the color buds. So okay. now these are now some of the, the smallest insertion point headphones I think I've ever tried. And obviously if you've got issues like trying to get something in inner aural earbud to fit... I mean, you should still talk to an audiologist, but we're starting to find a few solutions that are closing the gap and offering even more, um, I mean, even more variety of sizes, but an an ergonomic advantage to going smaller. Well, and and this is why I liked, so one thing I liked about the One Mores um, that I really appreciated was uh, the first first pair of buds that I've ever seen that came with four sizes for the ear tips, Mm -hmm. not three, which is typically, you know, small, medium, large. We have... Small, extra small, medium, and large. One more did not get enough credit. They used to do, I mean, on their more expensive stuff, you would get two different types of, of tips with mm-hmm. two different materials. Oh, and, so those, those are the ones I really appreciate when they're yeah. able to give you the foam and, and the, the silicone because 90% of them are all silicone tips and those you could probably replace if you can. But it, sometimes you want to have that foam tip and to be able to actually get that really good isolation and just mm-hmm. block everything. Um, so... It, it, very pleased, very pl- uh, pleased and surprised with some of the capabilities that one more do. Uh, the audio, anyways, you'll see it in the video. It'll, it'll, so my video for tomorrow morning is the one more's color buds too, and of course Juan's putting in his buds out there. So we'll see which bud is the best. Uh, too many buds in this. on the wrong direction. I keep pointing. The, you're always in the wrong spot. Hold on a second. Let, let, let me put you in the right spot. Here you go. Okay, here. <laughs> <laughs> let's switch us back and let's go back into a serious stone but um there was another video that well you have you actually have uh the other video that came out was it yesterday well on the patreon first and of course now it's available 
uh, you know, the Pixel 6 Pro camera deep dive or yeah. the, the, the video that I think quite a few people were waiting. Um, and I'm sure, you know, tens, if not 30s and 40s and 50 gigs. If, of if, if you need content. to hear me talk for 36 minutes about Pixel camera performance, the video is finally live. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, go, I'll be back in 30 minutes. No, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, it's, it's live on the Patreon. I mm -hmm. don't know that I'm going to keep doing the the sort of conclusion cut down videos like I would I would kind of cut out just like a couple minutes of the main review and put that up on YouTube. It just seems to piss people off. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's it's Google in a state of transition. Yeah. This is the biggest collection of transitions I think we've seen from Google ever. Like mm -hmm. like the changes that are happening here are going from like Pixel Four, Pixel Five to Pixel Six. Mm -hmm. are substantially more profound than even when we went from the Nexus to the Pixel. Mm -hmm. And tackling all-in-one year, all-in-one phone, SOC change, Android operating system change, and multiple camera sensor changes is well, a lot. That's a lot mass, to, to, it, to it, bite off. It's a lot of moving parts, and I think that's the, that's the main thing that people need to appreciate what, what Google's trying to juggle. Um, no, I, I, absolutely, and... I don't know where mine is because usually I have it within. Oh, you're playing with all of your pretty fancy other phones right now. I'm just, I'm also, while we're saying or phone, this, I'm, or phones, I, I can't talk about. Yeah, I finally, okay. I finally started getting my Vivo set up again. So, <laughs> I, okay. Um, seriously, one of the worst things I've ever done uh, is give you back that phone. Um, you guys didn't see it on, on, before off camera. I mean, we were seriously like, are we trying to maybe downplay it and so on? I that was the it was the hardest device to give back. Not that I mean, obviously, I was going to give it, was it back. The you know, it, it was, device yeah. to receive back. <laughs> this is the easiest time I've ever had. Like someone handing me it. a phone, me taking it and <laughs> saying yes, thank you. It's the easiest when, it's ever been. When you have access to a camera system that is that just vibes with you on the right level that's the way i can describe the vivo it vibes with me and it it, it it feeds into the way i think of content how i want to set up the content how i want to create it how how smooth and everything was running android 12 helped a little bit as well but overall that's why i miss it that's why i really like the vivo uh, the camera representation here is literally it's a camera system with a smartphone around it um, and that's how i like my phones i love them to be a production style hardware. I mean, this is, I mean, for me, not just as a creator, but as a father um, and, and also as a person that loves to take pictures in, in general, I always think of a camera as a core product of a phone. When you buy one, where you're going to get it? Because to me, at the end of the day, uh, you know, many smartphones can do things now at, at a very two to $300 that can be very fluid, very, very good. I mean, seriously, the, the real me, uh, you know, absolutely gorgeous display, uh, gorgeous back, very good technology. This one's running the, um, I think it was the the, the Helio G ninety six, and then good. they they it's released solid. the the Pro, the nine Pro was running on the six ninety five. So you get a nice balance between um, you know MediaTek and Qualcomm, uh, different experiences, solid camera performance. But you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I still miss the Vivo. So, anyways, not to belay the conversation. Um, <laughs> Let, let's let's do another challenge with Vivo X70 Pro Plus versus something else that I sure. have, and we'll we'll do that. That you know we'll have. So I'm uh, <laughs> since since we returned hardware. Uh, I, by the way, we posted a video on Monday. Uh, I, I post, posted it on my channel. We 
Juan and I had an opportunity last week on Saturday to do a little bit of a kind of a rundown of our, our challenge and some of the conversations going back and forth. Uh, so I posted that, um, and so uh, that's available on the on the channel as of Monday. So I didn't want to talk too much about it, but it's it's kind of us chit chatting for about forty five minutes, and uh, you know try, trying to keep conversation going about the challenge and what it meant to us. So that was a mm-hmm. very nice, uh, very nice. It's a good way to wrap it all up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely, and and kind of kicking off uh, what we potentially could be doing very soon. So I think gaming is a big part. We both like gaming on smartphones. Yeah. Uh, we should do something there. Um, so. My video that came up a couple of days ago was in line with Realme, Realme's global launch of the Realme 9 and 9 mm-hmm. Pro Plus. Or no, sorry. The 9 Pro and the 9 Pro Plus. I keep forgetting that they're both pros, but one is Pro Plus and Pro. Uh, both mid-ranger smartphones, uh, but the big thing that I really was surprised is the IMX766 uh, camera that they brought in to this mm-hmm. form factor, or to this category. Um, was very surprising. I think the Pro Plus uh, wins camera performance, and I think the Pro is more gaming. So if you kind of have to look at them between sense. the two, if you really want for photography, go to Pro Plus. If you really want gaming, you know, 120 hertz, high refresh rate, large battery, uh, I think the Pro is definitely going to be that market. For and sure. I think it was a good balance between the two. So hope if you guys are interested, I did a nice comparison between the two and um, showcased some of the main features between the two. And uh, Realme UI 3.0 on Android 12, also nice to see. Realme starting to push out Android 12, not Android 11 running, you know, like MIUI, I think we're seeing more... Yeah. Um, you know, MIUI devices running on Android 11 as opposed to, you know, but yeah, I we're supposed to be seeing that MIUI 13 rollout coming soon. It's been kind of interesting I, because I'm I've still waiting for that. Yeah. Struggling with like, testing performance and trying to describe what performance is like, because I mean, I put out a video about Android 12 and scoped storage and yeah. some of some of the issues that I've been having. And when you show it off. The frustrating thing is, like, I can set up tests in a way where I'm I'm comparing one specific aspect of performance. Yeah. So if I'm doing a batch process on a, a whole stack of photos, okay, when I actually have everything set up and the batch is ready to be applied and I'm pushing save on, on running that batch, mm-hmm. they're performing comparably. But the experience getting to that point has been affected because of the way that Android is now handling file system things. So it's disingenuous to say I, I well, was this phone's going to perform that, yeah, way better. Test, the demo you did was like, wow. I mean, it's 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 a stark difference. And obviously a part of that is we need to be putting pressure on developers. But also I don't believe Google is supporting their developers mm-hmm. as well as they should be with such a profound change now that it's it's becoming more of a mandatory application process for how storage is handled. So if I'm going to describe performance, you know, you, you, you go out into the field and you've got your fancy mirrorless camera and you shoot, I don't know, like 50 raw photos and you want to edit them. And Hey, isn't it cool? I don't need to lug around a laptop. I've got this incredible screen in my pocket that I can quickly go through, scrub some things out. I've got an app that's very much like Lightroom. It's awesome. Wait a minute. Why is my brand new powerhouse phone taking longer to load up each file for me to work on than my three-year-old phone used to handle this exact same kind of process. Mm-hmm. And, and no one's going to think, oh, Google did this to me on my Android phone. They're going to think, You're... oh, the app developer messed up or Samsung gave me a, a crummy update and that tanked performance. Because we all know updates tank your performance. I mean, it, they're, 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 right now, it's, it's kind of a... Google gets to make this decision in terms of security 
in, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, the, the, the claim is that it's for security and no one's going to tag Google for this profound change in how apps are handling data and just the extra hoops that we need to jump through to manage that now. I mean, if you were ever in your file system and handling things on old file explorer apps, like that's all changed now too. And you have less access to a whole bunch of folders that you used to be able to just clean out whenever you were done with the project. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, no. that's definitely been a challenge because, you know, generationally now, when I describe performance, the entire chain of, of trying to perform a task has gotten more complicated. You know, one specific aspect of that might still perform about the same, but I'm also not seeing a bunch of areas where it's, it's improving. So generationally, I think we're, we're kind of hitting this weird little plateau of increasingly higher CPU and GPU performance but apps aren't really getting to use it. <laughs> they're all kind of loading it. They're, they're, kind they're, of the same they're stuck, they're stuck loading. They're stuck in the loading they're, process. They are. The, the bus, basically, not, not the bus, but essentially, yeah, they're, they're stuck in the way the Android file system allows them to access storage, how they're compartmentalizing uh, storage now and now allowing apps to share storage so that they can provide more security. It, it, you go very, very well into details as to what the frustration, and I think, if anybody's listening to this or watching the show right now with us, of course, uh, that video is very well put together in the demonstration. This is the big thing is when you have a problem, when you have a concern with something, demonstrating it and showing it always provides the context of where the conversation is coming from. Mm-hmm. And for creators that may need to do a 200 photo batch uh, edit in, in at one point, like an auto that, conversion. That person, that, truthfully, that person doesn't exist, but it, oh, it's, his name it's, is Juan, but that's not the point right now. <laughs> That's not important like, right now. Stay with me, man. I was going to say it's a good airplane joke. Mm. Uh, don't call me Shirley. Um, <laughs> but but the, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm purposely showing something that I think is an extreme uh, example of what this looks like. And I'm doing that so I can show it. Oh. But it, it, it does have that impact at even low-level use. So your ability to just open a file, edit that file, save the output of that edit... Has, has has been extended to the same degree as me showing, you know, a batch process of 200 raw files from a Sony mirrorless full-frame camera. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to harp on that too much, but it's just yeah. been irritating because I think we've been through, and, and especially a number of people who would watch or listen to a podcast like ours, I think we've been through a window of time where this notion of power user portable computing Mm-hmm. It feels like it's getting eroded. Every year we're promised mind-boggling new levels and tiers of, of, of compute power. But our ability to really put that rubber to the road and do better work from our pocket computers and replace other computers with our pocket computers doesn't feel like it's been living up to that kind of conversation or that kind of marketing. I do not need more CPU and GPU compute power if I really can't use it and if it's difficult to use or if apps aren't being optimized for it or if the battery tanks because power management is just out of control right now, that doesn't actually become a benefit. But at the same time, I know rationally I'm reaching levels of compute power that are shaming like two-year-old laptops. So why can't I put this power towards practical output and work replacement and and if a family's hurting why can't they plug a phone into a monitor and just turn it into a, a little mini temporary computer workstation when they need to it's it, it's it's 
it's the discord between like average consumers don't do things with their phones, but you know, TikTok and email and you're like, but they would, <laughs> you know, we've, we've been going out of our way for the last couple of years to make that more difficult. You know, mm-hmm. what? I, I don't blame them for not trying to do more with their phones. I'm saying, why aren't we using our platforms and our marketing departments and, and our, and these opportunities to raise the level of discussion so people know that they can do those things with their phones. No, no, I, and I think that's the that's that's part of part of what we try to do and what we try to help enlighten or at least bring light to as far as a uh, capabilities and what your the hardware can do as as to the fact that you know like you said it's it outperforms you know laptops from a couple of years ago when it comes down to rendering uh, similar timelines. It it is crazy, but um, so short story, incredibly long. Really, really I don't know, long. guys. Like sometimes I try to launch the camera on the Pixel Six Pro, and it feels like a little bit slower. So I can't show you that on camera, but I guess you'll just have to go and buy a Sam Apple instead. I mean, that's the only conclusion I can come so, to. It doesn't so matter I- that everything has gotten better. That this is a huge generational leap. That this is one of the best telephoto sensors you could ever use on a phone in any lighting conditions. Sometimes I go to launch the camera and I just think it feels a little bit slow. You'll just have to take my word for it, uh, my, take my word on it because I can't show you any evidence to back up that claim, but I have the feelings. So you got there the you feelings. Go. 36 the minutes feeling. of Pixel 6 commentary. It's basically, you know, just buy a Samsung. That, there you go, folks. You didn't ask I, for a comparison. You asked for a Pixel 6 review. But in the Pixel 6 review, I just tell you to buy a Samsung. I, I'm, I'm actually That's kind not of what start- really happens. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely not. And I think this is where, really where we kind of need to kind of, uh, like I said, um, set the expectations <laughs> and understand what Pixel... I, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, look, there, it, it's a, the Pixel 6 Pro is, has been... It it has been getting better time uh, as as improvements and updates. Uh, the December, well, not the December. I mean, the December did fix uh, the December update did fix some issues. The January mm-hmm. update fixed some other issues, and then we got February fixing some of the Bluetooth issues that were going on uh, with some of the issues going around there. I, there was just another bug fix, a little ten megabyte, ten, 10 patch megabyte. Today. Yeah, I saw saw it this morning exactly. Um, and uh, I made so here's the thing: I made sure to rerun some of my tests on the buds after the patch because i've been uh, my video is on the pixel 6 pro because um you have to always like whenever you i hate (laughs) when you're in the middle of meeting making a video and then an update gets dropped either on the phone or on the buds themselves and you're like great oh thank you awesome minutes before i hit that produce thing so yeah um i did make sure to come to, to redo my content after I re-updated the, <laughs> not only the Pixel 6 Pro, I, there is one update. There was one update to the the one more, but that was, uh, mm-hmm. it came out of, I think it was, it, it, it was right away when I first set them up, um, yeah. 1.5.4. Um, but yeah, so long story short, yeah, I'm, like I said, the Pixel 6 is a very evolving uh, product. I think it's it's a very good move for, for Google to try to move away and start setting themselves up. But they yeah. they took on a lot of things to change at the same time. And, and like I said, it needs a few updates to get through. This is why day one videos on any product is a little bit hard to measure, right? Because, you know, your experience on day one may be one thing. And then with a couple of updates, it may be even better. Well, worse. The, the nice thing was, is especially the way that I was able to pace this one out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I honestly... I, I feel like I wanted to give it one more feature. Um, uh, one what, more? what do they call that? When they feature drop. Oh, one more um, feature drop, yeah. 
just just to see if there would be yet another significant camera improvement. But after my experiences with the Nokia 9, where I never finished reviewing that phone, I really didn't. I was so fair to this ambitious experiment that I think I did myself a disservice in trying to embrace what the vision of that phone was rather than talking as much about the real lived in practical day to day experience of using that mm-hmm. phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to do that to the Pixel 6. I have a lot of hope for what the mission of a Pixel camera should be. And I feel like Google has absolutely improved in most areas, mm-hmm. but it's just a component of optical physics that when you change things, it's never just, we improved this. You always have compromises that arise from such fundamental changes, from such significant changes. And, and one of the beautiful things about, about at least getting through two direct Google Play camera updates and one massive Google, OS update. O- yeah, Google. OTA, mm-hmm. I at least had some samples where I could demonstrate very clearly I've got some video samples, humongous improvements to video quality in the short period of time that we've already had it. One Mm -hmm. of Google's Achilles heels, like they've always been a stills company with okay video, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. they've, They've always tried to lean on image stabilization at the expense of image integrity. They will wreck your video quality to try and keep it as stable as possible. And on the Pixel 6, where we were at launch versus where we are now is visibly, tangibly, across the board, radically improved. And it's great because like I, I had samples from similar locations just months apart, and I could show, like, look at this, look at what the phone's doing. And yeah. I think that's one of the clearest examples. Like, it's not going to be perfect. We might go the entire life of the Pixel, never completely, fully realizing what this camera system could be. There is the potential that we just never get there, wherever there might be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if the mission is, is the, the, the product continuing to evolve, continuing to be refined, and offers up consumers the experience that Google is promising, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay saying that this is solid. In, in the couple months that I've had it, I feel not conflicted at all recommending a Pixel to someone who's going to vibe with the Pixel mission. To me, this is, this is already a huge step in the right direction. There are some just teething pains that I think we still need to work out. There are a mm-hmm. few gremlins that I think are just baked in that are never going to get properly resolved. But the conversation is evolving exactly the way I want it to evolve for the short period of time that we've been able to play with it. No, I, I totally agree with you on that one. And uh, real quick to answer Michael Peppertech's question here, real quick. I do. If you guys have any experience uh, freezing during image processing, where it doesn't fully process an image when you're using it in portrait or night sight. Um, um, for me, so, so so I'll let you go. Oh, go I'm sorry. I've been sucking all the air. So please, TK, you you, no, no, you no, handle no. that first. Remember, it, the universe revolves around. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, look, no, you don't, it, it really no, does it all go like around me. Hey, Pluto, what the no. <laughs> Um, no, uh, the, uh, I just truly never, ever, ever feel like you suck the air out of a room. Um, when you are talking about such is, interesting that is conversations, very kind, but, but no, no, Michael seriously. asked a great question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you so in Michael's, in Michael's uh, question, which is uh, very nice, uh, 
for me, I haven't had any issues where the image never fully processed. Uh, for me, the the only thing that I see occasionally is where I take the picture and I have to wait about a second or so for it to show up in my gallery. Like the processing sometimes is isn't as like what we used to see with pixels, like the Pixel Five and the Pixel Four A Five G or Pixel Five A even. Uh, it, that's just for me. I've gotten used to it. Whenever I take a picture with a Pixel or the Pixel Six Pro, I know that I take the picture and I need to give it a second. It shows up and I look at it and it's fully done. Uh, if I'm taking multiple pictures and I don't need to ke- uh, keep checking my uh, my gallery, I don't really notice it as much. But um, I don't remember a, a, a situation where I ever had it not process. Like you snap you snap the image and it doesn't finish it or it doesn't or the camera app freezes yeah. or crashes. Uh, at least on my experience, and I don't know. Like I said, I side loaded um, the December December update, and most people were having issues with it. And I did not necessarily have that as much issue with it on my phone. So I don't know how it was, how it was for you. Yeah, I, I was way late. Um, I did not get the December patch. I was yeah, just I, on I, I circ- Yeah, I, cir- I, cir- I circumvented everything because I couldn't yeah. wait. I, I just did not want to wait. Um, I, I, I had enough on my plate. I was like, you know what? I, I don't feel I have it in me to go flashing phones right now. But um, I've been very lucky. So mm-hmm. a few people have been complaining that like Magic Eraser gets broken on this most recent update, my magic okay. eraser is still doing fine. My motion blur effects are still doing fine. I have 40 gig, maybe 50 gig of photo and video samples since launch. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any failed files. Um, okay. Like for example, like on a Samsung, like, fa- oh, fail on my to Vivo, read or... I had, I had one on my Vivo where because of the way that it does super raw, Mm-hmm. It it corrupted a raw file. And something gets interrupted in the final steps of finishing off a file, and it goes bork. I've been so lucky. Nothing so far. Um, I shoot very heavy on night sight. I love shooting mm-hmm. low light. Um, uh, that that kind of image processing, uh, you know, especially from the Vivo and the Pixel Six, like two of the best systems you can you can use for pulling information out of super, super dark kinds of scenes, I don't shoot heavy on portrait mode. So if there's something buggy about image detection, subject detection, or cutting algorithms mm-hmm. in portrait mode, I don't know. I, I shoot, again, on the Vivo, they have a dedicated portrait sensor. Mm-hmm. I use that, but I only use it like in manual mode, so it's not doing the artificial blur. And on the Pixel, if I mm-hmm. take a portrait of someone, it's from the telephoto. So I, I haven't had anything interrupt the process of finishing off a file so far. Yeah, it seems like he's saying it happens to him as occasionally I've had to close the camera app and go back into it, and then it finishes uh, processing, or else uh, we just basically took... Uh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watercolor. Maybe that's that new feature, uh, water painting. No, I'm just you, know, uh, you know what I've been dying for is a good Monet mode. The Monet mode. I do mode. not feel we have, like, you know, uh, impressionist painter mode you get a renoir going on you could get a degas could be mm -hmm. like for ballerinas and for horses you you could have a degas mode that would be awesome but if you ever need to shoot water lilies or haystacks then it's monet but if you need like downtown um you know like paris then it's manet you want the manet mode not the monet mode (laughs) the manet (laughs) i like that one oh my god um next here uh, quickly uh, no i know i know especially (laughs) it it, it is 
um, obviously, so I'll, I'll say this, uh, Michael, it, this, it shouldn't be that situation. My question would make yeah. sure is, uh, double check and see the play store and see if there's any updates to your camera or if you're running on all of the updates. Now, and Michael Pepper tech knows no stuff. So, I mean, like, you know, it, for, for anyone else listening, clear your cache, clear your storage, check for updates. Yep. Yeah. You, you, you like there, there, there are the basic troubleshooting things that you can do to try and patch that out. I oh. would not be surprised though if it hasn't happened since phones... 12L. It seems like 12L is doing, oh, hey. doing this. Yeah, so he's he's, well, yeah, he's, he's ahead of us now. <laughs> yeah, I still, I mean, I pulled out my Pixel 5, like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? So, from our last conversation, I was like, hey, I'm going to yeah. load 12L and have not gotten around to it. Well, because 13 came out and uh, circumvented haven't, 12L. I haven't gotten it. I, I, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's developer preview one. It's really super early. It looks very, very – aesthetically, it doesn't really look very different. And I don't think 12, uh, 13 is, uh, is going to be as radical as 12 um, when it comes down to the aesthetics. Material use yeah. out. I think overall, if anything, it's going to be under the hood, optimizations, profile management, and, and security. Yeah, it was, like, security features look real big. And again, yeah, no, no, it's another it's step typical. away from scope storage. I actually do like the implementation of photo picker Mm -hmm. oh yeah the photo picker on on android 13 looks like a a very smart way to define limits on what another app can see in your photo gallery or in your documents or in your file storage i don't like their implementation of scope storage but i do like what i'm seeing from photo and file picker that looks smart to me i I i agree and i think that's one of those really nice things and um, the other question that we have here is uh, the question oh, of, the, of the year at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're all waiting uh, on this. I wish the, we had better information for you, buddy. Um, I, I, I'll say this. I, I can tell you that I've been bugging my contacts over at the USPR for for almost, I was going to say months, for over a month. Because it's been about a month now that the official one was you know announced and released in China. Mm-hmm. They had the launch event for the OnePlus 10 Pro. Um, and it seems like almost everybody already imported theirs and yeah. have already reviewed the Color OS version for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, um, yeah, no word yet. And, yeah. um, I mean, I w- so I'll, I'll be honest. I was hoping for something to come up maybe around, uh, you know, like now since everybody's kind of like mm-hmm. you know, trying to put things around mobile or Congress. Um, I reached out and I still nothing. They said, uh, unfortunately, well, nothing to share this time. And, and, and seeing Samsung kind of melt down on their pre-orders, like their systems weren't ready for the I'm kind of pre-orders genu- that they were genuinely have. surprised that, that that kind of debacle went around yeah. a launch event where, I mean, typically I hear about these things, but it frustrated me so much that I'm like, okay, it's one thing for the system to just bork and like whatever. Because of the system errors and everything going on, I lost the $50 credit pre, pre-reservation thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that in there. And when I called them back, they were like, sorry, we can't do anything. If you'd like, you can cancel the order and we'll try to help you. I'm like, no, I canceled my order. I'm not getting my device to like April or June at this point. This is like yeah. the, the whole you know Pixel thing. And it, sure enough, you go back to the Samsung site now, you try to put in an order. Your order won't come in until April, like mid <sighs> mid to late April. So long story like- long... That's that's around when my Steam Deck is going to yeah, going to like, arrive. I'll, There's I'll, no way I'll, I could buy I'll a put, Samsung. I'll then. put seven hundred dollars on a Steam Deck and just go there, and I think you'll be better <laughs> off. Um, so yeah, uh, the this is one of the one of the the hardest things to say because everybody was complaining about it on on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, and everything. Yeah. So um, and even Samsung customer service were like lines were like very long, and um, the the 
the the story is, I think what happened is, I uh, I don't know what what was the actual cause of it, but the reality is, it's it left a lot of people with, especially the diehard fans that are going to be mm-hmm. pre-ordering and or, and reserving and all of that, with a very mixed experience. And some people may not even want to get the device at that point because, again, if you're you you weren't able to get it in the beginning where some people were, getting it in April and late March and so on, it, it makes no sense because like for it me, takes, if I don't it get takes it, some of the fun out of it. And oh, absolutely, and, yeah, uh, it. For me, it's a, it's a it's a it's a work uh, situation, right? Yeah, I mean, if I if I get the hardware later, not to say that there was I mean, everything's but, already covered. I'm not going to bring anything mean, new, apparently. You know, again, because we keep overselling power and upgrades, but then we don't really live up to that. Like, there's nothing new you can do on a phone in 2022 that you couldn't mm-hmm. do on a phone from 2019. This and, and, is and still this is still the best S out there. What the Note is doing here is giving you an S Pen and maybe a memory upgrade. But the reality, for the most part, similar sim- camera stack, the the tricks that we're able to do here are not so substantial that if you bought an S21 from uh, Ultra from last year that you wouldn't be able to. So seriously, if you have an S21 Ultra, faster charging speed is about the main benefit that you can tangibly but, put your finger but, on. But what I mean is like our, our pre-order hype train Samsung machine is kind of built on that emotional mm-hmm. oh but if I do it now at launch I'll have a better trade in and maybe they'll give me some earbuds and like it, it's it's that early knee jerk reaction where I mean you can shop a really good deal Samsung totally messes around with all of their phone value like they cut the value of their own phones in wait, real time. Wait for the buy one get one freeze when when that when that kicks in and you're like wait they can they able to comp an entire phone now within within a month or so after launch yeah it, it's going to be so it is if you really do need a new phone i feel mm-hmm. there are better times to buy samsung than just right at launch and especially if you don't need like i mean like i've got family members that have good earbuds they don't need mm-hmm. new galaxy buds the the nothing is going to change for them if if they jump right on the launch or the pre-order or something like that so it, it, it's it's a curious state of affairs, but but especially I mean coming back to the OnePlus Ten and and also Darren having a comment here about the OnePlus Nord looking so, a lot like the Oppo Reno Seven. I, I uh, feel like uh, right now BBK is in kind of a holding pattern on a number of their international versions. Versions I can't remember who showed it off, but it was someone on Twitter. Virgins? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the show went way OnlyFans you right know, away. Just, Where uh, is the DTA when we need them? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Some only only Juan's comment, uh, content right there. But no, I, I can't remember yeah. who it was. It was someone in in my Twitter feed. And I don't know if he was, like, breaking embargo or not, but he's got the new uh, the, the new Aiku. The new oh, Vivo, okay. the, the really sporty-looking. It's, like, BMW-flavored or something like that. Oh. And, and you're like, these BBK brands... It, it's it, like I think we're getting close to those pushes where we're going to start seeing more of the international versions. Mm-hmm. That's the next phase, and then if you're in the United States, we're we're the phase after that. You know, we're, like we well, know that BBK is not looking to North America as a significant source of revenue. So, with all the component component shortages, with all of the manufacturing and distribution issues, you satisfy China and the Asian Pacific region first. Mm-hmm. Then you go with the the international launch, which is probably mostly just Europe. 
Then you start looking at like... When you say global, it's really focused on Europe. Europe. Middle East gets part of that as well, but it's literally, I think it's 90%. Then you you could probably also look at like Australia and South America, depending on what's going on. Darren's saying it's the, is it the IQ? IQ 9 Pro. Pro. That's what it is. Oh, okay. It's real pretty. And again, it's a BBK (laughs) parts bin. So it's kind of like taking, from what I saw of the picture, it looked a little like taking some of... So you said BMW, which is very interesting because Xiaomi's doing a collaborative collaboration for their 12 with mercedes did i don't know if you saw that I, I, it was on the on their feed um i Hold think on. earlier let me this see week, let this me see week. if i can get it to do it because one of the vivo x70 wallpapers and, is a and oneplus used to do collaborations with mclaren um we just need one with toyota and then we're good i think you know we just get we need to get the collaboration with lexus but i like because again i keep using cars as a metaphor for cool tech I, I can't find it in the wallpapers. I swear. Steve DeRoche is saying, I oh. love haiku. Haiku. Haiku, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Here. No, I've got it, but I've got a bunch of, like, set up. So, oh, no, stop putting stuff on the screen. So, I don't know if that'll focus, but that's a Mercedes on the Vivo X70. I, 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 can, I can tell it's a Mercedes. I'm going to block my face. Oh, oh no. It, it, and it just did. It's NVIDIA. Oh, there's, there's a Jag. There's a Jag. So it's funny, you know, because I trust again, you. The, I trust you. It's a jack. The, the Iku, there it goes. There you go. If yeah. the Iku is a partnership with BMW, it's just funny that on another Vivo, they've been doing like cool wallpapers of cool. other cars. Ma- yeah, the, their magazine reel has been interesting. Um, I want to say it on my Reno 7 Pro, I had some kind of pop. Uh, feed. It was going through K pop and Justin Timberlake turned up. And I'm like, Great. what? Uh, okay. No, I, I seriously, what I really like, I really would hope, um, not one BBK brand or sub brand has been giving us the opportunity to put video life wallpapers on the lock screen. I really like that. Um, as a feature of like one thing I've loved about Samsung and, um, Xiaomi phones with MIUI is they allowed us to do that. We could put live wallpapers on the, on the lock screen. So for me, like Goku videos and so on like that. Um, I, I don't mind still images and so on, but I feel like at the end of the day, I, I love that experience. So uh, if you're listening, please put that in whatever, oh, MIUI 13. Again, D- Darren's schooling us here because like my only experience with Vivo has been the X70. So apparently they've been Since doing for it for years. Oh, okay. I Well, I've never used Vivo. So for me, I mean, with the exception of the Pro Plus, the, the X70, 70, yeah. yeah, X70 Pro Plus, uh, you know, uh, Lamborghini uh, Super Ultra uh, Edition. Uh, and now BMW with Mercedes and Jaguar, Jaguar, wallpapers. yes. And then here it says uh, Michael Peppertech. Sam Samsung is doing a Benz edition of their oh, S twenty two Ultra for South Korea. Oh my god! So okay, so Samsung's doing Mercedes and Xiaomi's doing Mercedes. Either way, I think collaborations with cars uh, is always it's exciting fun. and very fun uh, because to me, you know, cars and, and tech and, and they're becoming more tech forward now with all these new technologies mm-hmm. implemented. Yeah, I, I'm not this – like I said, uh, ever since the McLaren edition OnePlus devices, uh, which has been literally one of my favorite collaboration between two companies. And then, of course, with the Cyberpunk edition and a whole bunch of like, – I like themed phones. It's exciting. It, it, it gets mm-hmm. you a little bit more personal and – uh, so yeah, but, very. But to Darren's original point, which started us off on this whole tangent, um, I'm I'm kind of not surprised though. It seems like BBK, in light of, I think some of these component issues, it looks like they're circling the wagons on their parts bins, and it looks We're like start, Vivos yeah. are feeling a little bit more like OnePlus. OnePlus is looking a little more like an Oppo. 
you, I mean, you've been talking about some of those real me's. They no, no, look the, the, the real like, me. Th this has a very yeah. Reno feel to it. I realize, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, you know, partnership and relationships and so on. But uh, Xiaomi, uh, sorry, not Xiaomi. Uh, um, Oppo released the Reno Seven Pro just before this, mm -hmm. and they have similar things. They both have similar like. Um, color changing or color reflective uh, mm -hmm. backs this one entirely changes the color which is slightly different like in in the sun seriously sunset orange hue the colors are crazy good in yeah. direct sunlight indoors it looks blue and there's a little bit of a stardust effect um yeah and, and it's to be expected i think there as you said it seems like it's more of a holding um somewhat not necessarily holding pattern but they're necessary they're working their spin they're they're like move this here do this there um, and they're not and, in the same market, so it's a little yeah. bit hard to catch unless somebody's reviewing them. Uh, typically, they put we, them in We get markets. to see it because we'll put those <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. side by it's side. It's a unique sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, so um, uh, let me see here. Oh, Michael, Michael's jumping back in. So uh, <laughs> some say that the Samsung bends, uh, bends, bends us. Oh, my. <laughs> you took too long. <laughs> I stopped the moment I saw it. I saw the, Michael the, uh, the, oh. Pepper Tech nailed it. Uh, Michael, I mean, if we were monetized, which we're not, this would be la haba. No, that would be the end of the show. Uh, so the reality, the reason why I'm mentioning it, because I think also Michael uh, stated before uh, earlier, he said his his uh, his uh, S22 shipping out on Monday, so more than likely by yeah. Tuesday or something like that. What I'm trying to say is by mid next week, we're going to have an onslaught of people getting their excitement fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, well, and so we'll see this, what the impressions is... are. This, this is where, okay, we've got like 20 people watching right now. I no. need everybody to properly support the, the content creators that are getting their units because they actually put in pre-orders. They actually bought them. They're mm -hmm. just getting their hands-on done. They're just getting their first unboxings videos done. These are the content creators that are actually going to live with devices that they have their own skin in the game. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I I will call the Samsung onslaught annoying when it's all of the embargo pre-release first impressions, just reading the specs list. And it totally destroys my YouTube feed for like three days. That to me is an onslaught. I turn it off. That is not a commentary I'm interested in is watching video after video after video of people just reading the specs that we saw in the keynote, but they've got pretty B-roll. Now is the opportunity. Uh, Michael Peppertech is in our chat right now. Yeah. He, he put in an order. He is going to spend some time. I like his commentary. He's thoughtful. He's engaged. Mm -hmm. he, 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 is, he, is he is speaking to a personal experience on owning and using that phone. And to me, that is going to be more valuable. So over these next couple of weeks, you're going to get a ton of Samsung content. But this is the time where you make the effort. Give someone a share. Hook someone up with an upvote on Reddit. Give them the thumbs up on the YouTube page. I mean, like, this is where you get the content that you want. If you want more of that content, you've got to support it. You've yep. got to engage with it. You've got to interact with it. You've got to feed the algorithm your behavior. And that's where you'll get the kind of meaningful experience out of these kinds of products. Um, I, 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 I'm excited for what's to come because now I, I know people who I trust better mm -hmm. will be sharing their thoughts on these products and the entire conversation is going to get a lot broader. The more of the pros and cons of what it's like to live with this phone are going to rise to the surface at exactly the time that YouTube's algorithm 
is going to start devaluing Samsung as a topic. We have to make up that extra energy because mm-hmm. the algorithm is already deciding that this topic is is over, that the topic has passed. So yeah. if you're really a techie and you're really a tech fan in this conversation right now, this is where we need to double down. I'm going to mm-hmm. be on glowing rectangles. I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm going to be in my Discord trying to kind of generate some some engagement and some excitement from the people that are following me there. These are This is our time. This is if we want to continue supporting good, in-depth, thoughtful review commentary, we've got to support it. We've got to make the effort. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's, again, the especially also for long-term, for anybody that's looking for long-term coverage. Um, not, I'm not trying to say anything against certain companies or so on, whatever, but or, uh, the the reality is everything that you've seen right now from creators to this point are pre-embargo, uh, pre-release, early hardware, mm-hmm. early software even. And I don't, I, realistically, yeah. we don't even know if there's going to be a push for an update right when the devices become uh, available to the public. But um, more than likely, you know, beyond what the, what the content has been created, we really won't really see anything from, uh, you know, if you're looking for longer term, lived in, update, uh, you know, issues, concerns, whatever, those are the creators that you really want to be able to check out and, and mm-hmm. look into. Again, I'm not trying to you know, put shade or anything on anybody on there. I but am. That's just, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's really more of the, the cyclical part of, the, uh, of everything, as you said, with that metric dropping, the content... Yeah. Typically, um, you know, it doesn't get reviewed. You know, it's it's uh, not so much that I'm trying to call out individual reviewers who have built their followings and built their channels to a certain tier of success. What I'm trying to call out is a trend that I think is distasteful. Yeah, Samsung we need, knows we need longer, they're going to get a surge of commentary pre-embargo. They dole out access in very specific ways to try and keep their hype train running optimally. And they know that as soon as real people start living with their products and have a more nuanced pros and cons kind those of conversation. Are where the, yeah, it's where the issue starts. Uh, but that's, up. When people, Samsung yeah. knows that that's where they can tail end the main surge of their commentary and fewer people are really going to listen to these other channels. So that to me is, I do not appreciate Samsung's style of marketing and PR. I don't like how they... They handle their customers. I don't like how they do business. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's it's a philosophical gripe with a massive billion-dollar corporation. So to me, it's, it's never embargo and hype train. To me, it's always going to be what are people doing with their phones? Because mm-hmm. if all I see is an embargo video, they don't do anything with those phones. You, you don't use them for anything watch one of those videos and and tell me what do they do on this thousand dollar phone they they uh, use the 5g and they play some genshin and and like they don't do a thousand dollars worth of work on that phone so i I, Now's the time we'll that we actually see. get to see $1,000 worth of work on these phones. Absolutely. And and a little bit of a teaser, uh, which is what I wanted to kind of te- uh, tease up at the end. I know with other you know challenges and so on, um, <laughs> Juan and I are, are going to try to do similarly to what we did last year, which was mm-hmm. you know, get it, getting a chance to get both of our hands on some of the uh, the S21s, uh, S21, sure. S22s, uh, wrong year, different market. Um, and try to see some impressions and see if there's any generational improvements on the software that can help sure. what an S21 was and what an S22 is. Um, last thing, I, I realize we're kind of running almost around our limit in uh, in there. Um, 
so Honor did also push out a, a little thing. Seems like they're going to have an event um, at MWC. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Magic Four, or is it? I, I thought it was I a different know. series, but it seems it like the Magic series is going to have another event. Um, I don't know if it was the Magic V or, or I think was it the Magic? Yeah, I think it's the Magic Four. I could be wrong. I saw the tweet, um, and we'll we'll find out once when we're there. And I'm hopefully just for everybody. I'm, I, I am I will be attending MWC um, in about a couple of weeks, so. Um, uh, just a little bit of a heads up, not not this week's uh, Android Bay, but next week's Android Bay uh, may happen slightly later and in a more remote location um, as, mm, as I'm you know, navigating my way. Mysterious. I, I try. No, uh, so I am. <laughs> I, no, no, just just kind of a heads up. So I will be going. Um, and Oh, um, is I, it the, the Honor Magic 5? Is it, the, is it the 5? So the Magic 5, I think uh, that, that's not a 5. I think that's a V. That's the foldable, right? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. they they did the V thing on there. Um, I want to say, hold on. I, now now you're making me go to yeah, Twitter. I, I, I don't know. I'm. It's so it's so frustrating. I mean, like I pulled out all those red phones for Valentine's Day, and one of them was, was my a, Honor View Twenty. Like, oh, I saw this is that such one. A good phone. Yeah, man. Oh, that it's was still such a good phone today. I can hear it. it's Honor Global, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, oh no! So yeah, I was right. Yeah, it's the Honor Magic uh, Four. So it says, "Join us for a new flagship phone, the Honor Magic Four series um, at MWC Barcelona 22, uh, the power of magic." So yeah, uh, so for that one, uh, it seems like we will find out in what is it, the 28th? Oh wow! In like literally barely well, over every, a week from now. I mean, there's so many phones that are going to be <laughs> launching at the end of Fe- February. Fe- Feptober is is in full effect. I'll just say that. It's going to be uh, brutal. It is crazy, crazy. It's exciting, but it's brutal, and um, it it is going to be very interesting. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes there. Um, but you know, with that being said, I know we're kind of reaching at that that magical one point five, uh, you know, time that we usually go with. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what what we get if my unit ships. So here's my my little bit of dilemma as, and only me in my own little bubble kind of thing. Um, it's supposed to ship out, and I'm supposed to get the 22 Ultra on the 25th. Um, I leave on the 26th. So if there is any delay, if, if FedEx decides to take my phone across country for some reason, I'm going to be probably about a week and a half late to any everything. So which which is you know obviously whatever it is, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, I'm hope so. I'm, I'm hoping I'm in the same boat as Michael, um, and mine ships a little earlier. Um, it is what it is. Honestly, I'm going to be in a more exciting place. If anything, I'll probably see the S22 Ultra at MWC <laughs> sitting at the end of the Samsung booth. Well, than, you know, if anywhere. you're out there in MWC, I'm going to be so mad if you don't come back with like a suitcase full of like Honor, <laughs> Oppo, Realme's. Just like you just lug it, just just a giant luggage. Dude, I, no, 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 no. Let, oh. let's, be, let's be honest with each other. I am not in any shortage of Realme hardware. I love <laughs> Realme. I really like it. Um, and I love that I get a chance to check out some of their other options because uh, this year's for some. I mean, within the last few months, I've had quite an influx. And like I said, the Dragon Ball Z phone. Yeah. Like seriously, ever since they made that, they've had me. Like I've been a fa- I'm a solid fan to the end. Diehard fan. You got there. Goku. You got me in there. Uh, I don't know if you guys could see it. It's right there. It's that's the Dragon Ball phone. Uh, no, you can't. You, you, can, you can. I mean, it. not on your crop. I can see it. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see where your point. Yeah, there you uh, go. There, so that's the Dragon Ball Z phone. You can always see it. It's in the show. Uh, it. <laughs> I realize 
There's a, there, we have a crop, uh, a little bit of, and I'm like, my hand's pointing off camera. I was like, can you see? No. <laughs> um, it's pretty. Uh, so yeah, a uh, big, big fan. The Realme solution, the 9 and the 9 Pro, the 9 Pro and the 9 Pro Plus are definitely very, very well thought, very well tailored experiences. And um, they're also teasing out also that they, there'll be something else going on there. So I'm also looking forward to seeing what they have there once when, when the show kind of kicks up on the 28th. If I'm not mistaken, I think the 28th is the first day of MWC. Um, it goes mm-hmm. 28th through the 3rd. So we'll see. It'll be uh, good we'll time see how I'm so, I'm so I, I will be practicing my there. Catalan uh, or in my Spanish and how bad it is in Spain. I it's not. am in. It's not Spanish. Oh no no no! But, oh, but that's, Catalan is is completely foreign to my. Oh opinion. my god! Like, yeah. um, stuttering and trying to figure out and what's going on and all of that. It's like that. That the last time I went to MWC was I was by myself. Which again, I'm going by myself. Um, but it was a very shock. There was a big shock value into it because of the. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of Germany, where if you're not in the main mm-hmm. downtown, like in Munich or some of the major cities. Um, the the most people don't learn English, like they don't know English, mm-hmm. and they only want to communicate in in their mm-hmm. own language. Which obviously, Fair. rightfully so, it's their country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to walk in there and say you should speak as English. No, but Catalan is not our Spanish of Southern California. What we know as Spanish. Oh, and they're and so obviously proud I, of and like it, not speaking Spanish to you. Absolutely, even though and, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they can understand it better. Oh no, no, they they do, and that was the thing. I've I've had a few people tell me it's like you know we can figure out what you mean, but, but that's we're not, not our language. We're, I'm going to no. watch you struggle. This is great, yeah, this, and you're this, like, I just want a paella. Can you just? <laughs> I, I need your help. I, I want low sugar. What? <laughs> no sugar. <laughs> Um, it, it's one of those, azucar, so, you know what I mean? Like, again, <laughs> Spanish for me is, is broken to start with. I understand yeah, a lot of same, it, same. but, um, you know, trying to hail a cab, trying to go to a store and trying to, oh, it, it gets challenging, but at the end of the day, and, what and like say, the last MWC I went to, I went with, with, with Jaime and both yeah, yeah. of us were like, <laughs> we're stuck. Jaime's like, Hmm. Okay. I, so speaking I guess. Of, okay. 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 Before we end the show, I do want to ask this one question. There yeah. is a city in LA. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna type it in the in the notes, um, and I want people to try to, to uh, and, and I want you want to read what you think this is, and tell me how you do. How would you read this thing phonetically? In LA, you live in LA, right? So how do you call the city in LA? Do you want to take a stab at it? A- anyone in the chat? Anyone? Well, obviously, Bueller. no, no. What I was going to say, the, the the they can't really say it because we can't hear them. No, but, but I mean, you I mean, could like phonetically spell it. Yeah, no, phonetically. I mean, if anybody wants would, to take a stab at it, you, you would be incorrect unless you said Los Files. Okay, well, uh, there's a small variation. So in LA, though, I mean, there's different ways of seeing it, right? The Spanish way of saying it is Los Feliz, right? That's the the correct name of the city, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's what the original name was, but L.A. folks, and on the news, if they ever refer to the city, they always refer to it as Los Feliz, not Los, <laughs> Los Feliz. And um, I was talking to uh, David Kogan, the unlocker, uh, last week during an event for, <laughs> uh, for Verizon. And he kept calling the city, so I'm going to go to Los Feliz, I'm going to go to Los Feliz, and I'm going to Los It's called Los Feliz. And then there was a whole debate going on. So my question to you, Juan, do you call the city Los Feliz or Los Feliz? Oh, no. Unfortunately, I've anglicized it along with the rest of California. Uh, California, which is Los, Los Feliz. 
And, and there is articles and, and written gets, on how people it call it real gross. I mean, you'll you'll be talking to one of those friends of yours, and it becomes like feelers. Yeah, feelers. I mean, like, and it, it, it yeah, gets like really <laughs> Karen sounding. Los fel- really oh, <laughs> Steve is killing it. So I'm gonna end it with that one because we're going. <laughs> He, he he commented with two stars, and but, then but he the put same the thing happened in, in in Albuquerque. There's mm-hmm. a street in Albuquerque, J U A N T A B O. So how would you pronounce that? J U A N, like me, yeah, and then T A B O. T A B O. Huatobo? Uh, Huatobo? No, no, two separate, two separate. It's a name. Oh, oh, Juan Tobo, Juan Tobo. T-A-B-O. Or, oh, Juan Tabo. Juan Tabo. Juan Tabo. You would yeah, say Juan Tabo. That's tabo. the Spanish. Yeah, Tabo. Not, not, not with the table. minor Anglic- <laughs> Anglicization of Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's now Juan Tabo. Tabo. Oh, it's like Target. I like it. And it's like yeah. T-U-H. Tabo. B-O-W okay. with like a dash. It's Tabo. Oh, and you're tabo. like, it's not though. Uh, it's Tabo. Tabo. Well, yeah. So th- this is the thing. I, I, mean, I said that as if I was cubano. It's, it's yeah, like como se dice No, no. Um, it's to me. I, I appreciate the original language. And like I said, when 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 David was saying los feliz the whole time, I totally so yes, got that it. is correct. Uh, correct. And, and but we were it, we, the, at the time I was in. We were in company with two. That we had a Chicago transplant into L.A., uh, which mm-hmm. was the uh, um, the um, uh, the the Verizon PR. Uh, and of course, we had Kogan, which is a Brooklyn trans, uh, you know, visiting LA kind of a, a situation. Um, surprisingly, by the way, the, uh, the the Verizon PR used to be an LG PR, so you may know her from back in the old the LG oh, hey. and Nokia. Um, uh, Elizabeth, I don't know if you know uh, or Liz. She goes by Liz. I I was surprised to know because I, I never really we never, we never really connected with her during the. Uh, the I'm, I'm going to have to LG dig in. Event. I don't think I know Liz, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're long story short, and then the whole conversation went. So in his video on the S22, where he was showing his comparison, he threw me in there, and he threw uh, Jaime because Jaime also sent him an audio clip saying "Los Feliz." <laughs> Feliz. <laughs> Les feliz. You know, like, like Feliz Navidad. Feliz you know? Navidad. Navidad. Prospero exactly. año y felicidad. So, anyways, long story short, this is how it is in LA. We like to butcher things, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happens, feliz. man. And it's unfortunate, uh, but it happens. Tabo. Yes, that's how we do it. Stop. So, uh, with that being said, I do want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody for hanging out with us on this beautiful, amazing <laughs> lens cleaning uh, experience uh, on this February 17, 2022. Um, next week's show, we'll be back on Thursday for another best of our week. We'll obviously have some more exciting content to cover. Uh, who knows how many more devices will be released from now till next week and what other conversations we'll be able to have. Well, I mean, MWC is coming around around the corner, so obviously there's going to be a massive built-up. We already know Honor is going to be there. We know Realme is going to be there. I'm sure other companies are going to be announcing some things as well. So I'll try to give you guys the best coverage as much as I can whilst, once I'm there. Uh, and we'll have to figure out some kind of a, a good way of doing our show. I'll be traveling on the following Thursday um, back back home. So I don't know if we want to try to do it maybe Wednesday or maybe we could do a Friday morning show. We'll, we'll have to see how our schedule is going to go. Um, we'll, we'll, so, we'll figure something out because I'd, I'd really love to kind of pick your brain while it's still super fresh. Oh, absolutely. Or super exhausted, whichever. And you'll get the best answers either way. 
so thank you very much, Juan, for hanging out with us. Thanks for everybody to, uh, for chop for chopping there. Go, uh, Golan Lovey's in there as well. Steve DeRoche kicking it with us. Darren, uh, Michael Peppertech as always, and of course, um, I think everybody else in the chat. Make sure to check out the audio podcast. It comes out about a day or so after the show, uh, and you'll be able to basically have, hang with us and also get some of the experiences in there. You can always connect with Juan uh, on the socials, Mr. Uh, some Gadget Guy, as well as Juan Bagnell on YouTube and in the Twitters, myself, TK Bay, and everything like that. Um, stay safe, be safe, and enjoy your life. And enjoy your tech, because that's the whole point, right? Why get tech if you can't have fun with it? Right? Have fun yeah. with it. If you don't have fun, then you're getting the wrong piece of tech. You're doing that's it the- wrong. <laughs> Hold the phone the other way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, take care, everybody. We'll we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Bam.